0: To this week's sports battle, um, myself and Brenton and a new member, Andy Renshaw. Welcome, evening. Andrew. Thank you. Good evening. You start off with Emery there. That's, <laughs> that's a strong start. Uh, Johnny's not here because um, I don't really know what to give him the excuse this time. He's he's on the hideout. Um, so no he, comment. No comment on Johnny's whereabouts, but hopefully he'll be back safe and well uh, next weekend or next he's week. He's in a safe house. in a in an in an unspecified <laughs> location, uh, hiding from Craigies. But um, well, yeah, he'll be back next week, all being well. Um, we're yeah. going to talk about Liverpool v Man City, obviously because it was a big game of the weekend. And maybe a little bit on the fallout of it. And um, what sort of the lads think of that there. We're also going to discuss, because we're a third of the way through the Premier League season this year, uh, at the minute. And we're going to talk about our, who we think have been our winners, losers, good evening. And um, obviously surprise packages. And then we're going to finish off, just going to tell us, because he's just back. From wee football trip And he went to watch Hearts play for the first time He's going to fill us in About that And a little bit of a chat About Northern Ireland Because it could be Michael Lee's last home game Could be This yes. Saturday And it's against Virgil van Dijk And his mates from Holland Yeah So don't have to win 2-0 don't they um, I think Do we not
1: have to win this game And then get something Out of the Germany game um, well, it's the, Easy enough task. And um, You know There's a possibility Of a playoff place there as well Yeah so, I think the
0: playoff place Might be
1: more or less guaranteed <clears throat> Let's hope so of, So it might not be Hopefully not Hopefully not only this last game. But yeah. I'm sure you'll get a You going? Yes. <clears throat> going
0: on Saturday night. We'll, we'll chat about that at the end of um towards the end of the show. But yeah, Liverpool beat Man City 3 1 on Sunday to extend their lead at to the top of the table over the two teams behind him, which is Leicester and Chelsea. Um what did you use, Brent start with you first, what did you make of the game? Was anyone in particular stood out performance wise or didn't stand out or what do you think of the set or was something
2: something? Yeah, I knew you would ask me first because it's going to be very hard for you boys to be uh, unbiased. Oh, I'm always unbiased. Coming into this. Um, Best in First world. First thing I would say about it was it was an unreal game. Like from a neutral point of view, it's probably harder for you to you know view it as that. It felt but,
0: like it was being played at 310 miles
2: an hour. Yeah. And I remember so many games, like big games like that, that had been built up for weeks. Like Sky do a whole thing on it and uh, advertisements. And they were doing countdown to the game and all. Um, from days before it and then it turns out to be just a shite game like, yeah. the, there's too much pressure on the players or whatever the build up but this game was as you said like it was 100 an hour from word go um, I thought Man City came out better in the first first Six, maybe 7 yeah. minutes yeah um, and obviously I'm sure we'll talk about the decisions but we'll skip over that for now um, after the handball appeal whatever and then Liverpool went up and scored it was a better team. Um, f- after that, for until the last sort of ten minutes, I would say. Um, I think they were maybe a wee bit nervous. They were good at the start. Yeah, they yeah were bit we bit bit were anyway. Me and Andrew yeah. watching together. Um, you could really tell that it was the biggest game of the season so far. Um, but I thought like obviously, the fullbacks were brilliant again. I mean Trent, you just run out of superlatives for him. Even like, when people were talking about his crossing ability and his assists and like he had the most assists in the league last year is that right uh, something
0: like that I think he had one more in Robertson I think he had
2: 18 in Robertson had 17 one more yeah and That's you know you, exp- <laughs> you nearly expect that from him now but now he's starting to like <coughs> spread passes over to Robertson this year which is something with his weak foot yeah it's all his confidence isn't it I- yeah I mean it, it, it's like a new feature that we've got used to as assists so like he's just saying I'll throw this in as well like you know because you don't know how good I am yet really. But some of the like I mean and they are so important for um you know, opening a team up at the back, like especially like Man City, who will play through you right through the middle like um when you spread like that and the pace that the, both those boys have, you saw it for Salah's goal when he spread it, Robertson had had space down there and he whipped in an unreal ball as he does like. Um but yeah I thought Liverpool deserved it, winners forgetting all the decisions and and all the rest of that which I'm sure I'll come back to but um, I think they, they deserved it
0: What do you make of it Andrew? What do you make of Liverpool's
1: midfield three? Um, before the game started actually, the listening to the podcast last week I heard you say that if Klopp didn't start Ox mm. he bottled it but I was actually of the same yeah, I was think of the I, same he's yeah. in such great form but um, I think Fabinho was just just world class. Uh, everything was through him. Um, he's not just when he signed. I thought he was just this defensive midfielder. This guy that broke everything down, but he does that, and then he spreads the ball like forty yards to the, to.
0: There was a bit backs. in the first half, um, where he won the ball facing towards our goal. He was just inside our half. Won the ball off Gundogan, and then he had pressure from Rodri and I think it was Bruno Silva, and he pirouetted. Yeah. Between. But behind Gundogan, and he left those three behind him, and then he had Firmino, Salah, and Mane in front of him. Now it didn't result in a goal from this year, but he opened up the game just one pirouette. I mean, I wonder if Kenny Cunningham's found his eyeballs yet. After <laughs> saying last week and off the ball, he didn't. Didn't he thought he was the root of Liverpool's uh, defensive issues and wasn't doing his job right, and he was still finding gaps. I, I don't understand that yeah. at all. Like that, just, it seems I like nonsense. Think coming.
1: The midfield three, they all have their own role, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have Fabinho that's sitting a wee bit deeper um, trying to break things down passing it on. Genie Wijnaldum that match was incredible. He was like you run about like Billy Elliot with worms. <laughs> um, seriously, like, I haven't seen him play that well in so long. He gets the ball sticks his ass out and you just can't get it off Can't him. get it off him. Um, we nutmeg in the corner you had Henderson's athleticism going up and down that wing and him sick. And his assist. Yeah, and his assist. Like, I am one of Jordan Henderson's I criticise him a lot. You've softened. <laughs> I've softened on him, but I think he's a brilliant leader and he's a great captain, really good person, but it's I always think his football ability is seriously limited, Um, but he proved me wrong in that game. I think as well, there was a
0: lot of talk about Fabinho after it, but if you looked at the whole midfield axis of Liverpool, I thought all three of them were outstanding. And I actually think when Henson came off was when we struggled a wee bit. Yeah. Um, and like, there was a part, Michael Cox in Athletic wrote a bit, a brilliant article this week and he talked about both midfields and how they get on, and how Pep usually sets up with um, two number eights and it's usually David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne, mm. and then he has whoever's going to be his defensive axis, Rodri Gundwin or Fernandinho, and those two, De Bruyne and David and David Silva, they'll control the game. He didn't have David Silva, so he had to change it around a wee bit, but Liverpool shouldn't have an Arno either. Ah uh, well. We'll talk about that as well. Liverpool, instead of... I thought what we would have set up when I saw Kevin De Bruyne was playing as the number 10 type, say, that it would be Fabinho would stick to him like glue. <coughs> like the guy's going to get it. Fabinho to we'll do a man walking job on him and just follow him everywhere and tackle, tackle, tackle. But if you watch back on it, it was actually Gino Alden was given this task. And Fabinho's... He is the defensive midfielder, but Klopp had him pressing and everything. Henderson, obviously, he just presses in. Yeah, he just does it alone, probably. He just presses everyone in the kitchen. He just can't help himself. Like He just loves chasing people. Like He must have been a nightmare in because He just wouldn't stop. But it was Wijnaldum. When you mentioned Wijnaldum, how unruly. That was one of his best yeah, Liverpool performances.
1: Best, I think it's the best I've ever seen him play. He,
0: for, us. for a whole game, definitely. Like, he was so measured. There's a bit in the second half as well where he flicked it over someone on the edge of the box and then passed it out to Mane. Mm-hmm. so calm and, and that, as you said last week but it was a fair point you are talking about Oxley chamberlain because you were worried Liverpool wouldn't have the creativity yeah. and it turned out
2: they just worked the balaxes off yeah. and then Henderson sets up the third goal I think like, <clears throat> an interesting point about Liverpool's midfield is that if you took all those individuals like if you took the three individuals and just looked at them on their own they wouldn't be as good as, as they are together. when they play all together like Henderson like you said for example he does all that stuff only because the other two can do the other stuff. You know, they balance each other out like so in well. In
1: tandem. Like, uh, if you take one of them out, like if you were to put Ox in there, he's not going to track back the same way that Henderson would. <coughs> no. And yeah. that helps out the fullbacks, so it's, it has bigger impact. Yeah. What do
0: you just make of the handball non decision and the VAR decision?
2: I mean, obviously, it's going to be focused on because it's such a big game and it was before the first goal was scored. I think it, it I know it's it's one of those phrases but like it's one of those ones like you've seen it given and you've seen it not given. Mm-hmm. And it does hit as Bernardo Silva it hits his hand first. Yeah. And I actually think you know people are talking about ah uh, um, his hand is out of the you know the shadow or whatever it is of of his body. But if you actually watch what Aguero does as well, they're both running at the same time and they both stop because they know the ball's going to come. Aguero puts his hands out like that too. It's just what you do when you're stopping. I think what we need to get rid of here, uh, in
0: certain, I don't know if it's used in other uh, football countries, but the term uh, unnatural position for your hands. Mm. Like unless The only unnatural position for your arms is if they're broken. That's the only unnatural thing you're ever going to hand your arms in. How would Trent Alexander Arnold and Sergio Guerrero stop if their hands were just down by their sides? Yeah. they just run off the pitch. You wouldn't yeah. be able to stop.
2: You know what I mean? It, it was so. Your arms are moving all the time when you're running, you're <clears throat> stopping, you're jumping, you're exactly, tackling. Exactly, you need like, them. Like, it, I think
1: they were, both of them, see, either both of them are handballs or none of them are handballs. Yeah. Yeah. And the referees just said, no, none of them are handballs and let the play go on. Yeah, Last year,
0: true. Spurs played at Matt City at uh, Etihad in April. Crunch game for us, Liverpool. Um, and Man City because we are chasing each other for the title Kyle Walker did the exact same thing put the ball out for play nothing was done about it it wasn't a penalty given to um, Tottenham do you know what I mean it happens This, this your hands are going to get hit It like and, and VAR looked back at it and said to themselves and the referee said no that's not a handball it was unintentional like Man City played Spurs even this year the ball hit Laporte's hand fell to Bernardo Silva and he scored the ball was chalked offside so this ruling as well that if it causes a goal then then no, uh, you're going to have to chalk it offside. So, if you're implying that rule there in the Spurs game, you have to also imply it, you know what I mean, in the Liverpool game. So, yeah, it, it would have been chalked offside from around, unless, <clears throat> were they going to let Bernardo Silva score the penalty and then go, you actually score from that handball, you know, we give you the penalty, so the goal doesn't count. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I thought there was a lot made of it. Obviously, by Pep, he exploded. Yeah. The second one as well, I don't know how Trent moves from that. I would have very, very annoyed if they <clears throat> give a penalty of a second one slap Trent's hand the second half. I think a lot
2: of people the people who are annoyed about it are annoyed about the first one. Like the, the second one is ridiculous like, because it's blasted as hand from like five yards away. If who, can, yeah. who is gonna be able to move <laughs> their hand? And it actually is down bedside as well. I can see it if somebody goes out there to stop the it's Almost yeah, trying to catch that's, it. That's a hand, you know, yeah. that's a handball that you would give a penalty for. Yeah. But when it's in the box, like I think the pro- the problem with a lot of this is that these rules and like the wee variations of the rules, like if you move it, if it's an unnatural position, whatever, are made by people who've never played football. So they don't understand the movements involved. The and, body shapes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it nearly needs to be filtered through a panel of like I don't know ex footballers, ex pros, it's not, whatever. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. Yeah. To you know to make it work in real life rather than just you know written as rules.
0: What did you make of um, Pep's reactions?
1: Hilarious. Yeah. He's just such a, he's a petulant.
0: Oh. I think that Man City squad are just a load of spoiled brats. Yeah.
1: They, they do, they yap a lot. Man City yap. They're just yaps.
0: They are yap. Yeah. Like the kid in the class that <coughs> is the, and this is before anyone starts, like the lonely child, right? That no bro no siblings, but he got absolutely spoiled rotten by the parent and they're king of the class, spoiled, spoiled rotten. Then this scruffy, lunatic of a kid comes in, and takes their spot in the classroom, and they're Mr Big Dog, that's Liverpool. Oh, no airs and graces about Liverpool, bulldoze in. And that man said, it seems to be, like they're, they're really upset at Liverpool, and they're, they're trying to create this, but they're, they're trying to create the rivalry more than, I think we want as Liverpool fans because our rivalry is Manchester United and Everton. It always will be that. Man City are all like ah oh, that Liverpool team you see it in the MEA and the Manchester Evening News they're constantly writing about that decision. Man City put in a complaint now about Michael Oliver because of what happened. Uh, he was the referee by the way when Kyle Walker handled the ball against Spurs last year and nothing was said. Do so you know what I mean? It, 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 they've, they've really it the the did let sa- it either. No. Do you know what I
2: mean? So that if, if clubs are wanting consistency he's... He's the best in Premier League, as far as I'm concerned. So he's showing his consistency there, and that's what like I know they were in a um, a meeting today, uh, a Premier League meeting, the the mm. boards, and the Aston Villa chairman came out and he said Mike Riley is going to improve three things. Communication, I think, is one, um, consistency and speed of decisions, all to do with VAR and. Consistency, you can see it there already. in Michael like Oliver, like they give him that game because he's the best. And I didn't think for the pace of the game, I didn't think he got a full pound <coughs> wrong. No, I
1: thought he done actually.
0: I don't. I don't think he got anything wrong. If I'm wrong, I don't. I can't. He got one thing There's wrong. nothing sticking he out have, to me. Just
1: he should have booked Fabinho. He, uh, Fabinho got a very cynical. Oh yes, pass. sorry, yeah. Um, in the first half. And he should have. He should have booked him there, and then he would have been missing for the Crystal Palace game. Mm. I think um, so um, that's the only mistake I can think of
0: yeah there's nothing else stands out to me as a wrong another mad <clears> wrong decision <throat> he should have booked Guardiola for that stupid reaction mm. That's definitely he should have just punched him in the face when he came over to shake his hand <laughs> so he should have done Um, that reaction obviously was Peps and everyone was looking at Man City and despite Brat Syndrome then a Monday at England camp
2: um, <laughs> sorry can I just say one quick thing about Pep as well of course Mourinho used to do this when his team lost. He used to make a big deal out of himself. To distract. To distract from the team. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's what he's doing, obviously. Like, everyone was talking about his reaction after the game, like... Jose will love that. His... Yeah, that he's copying him. Yeah. Um, His reaction to the referees and then his interview as well, which was stupid, I thought. Um, Which is, like, just the script of what Mourinho used to do, just to distract from his team not playing particularly well. Um so
0: there's like, rumours now before we go on and talk about Sterling and Gomez that they're going to spend 100 million now in fullbacks because the last two 300 million they've already spent in fullbacks doesn't seem to work now I don't know if I necessarily agree with this phrase but do you think is playing to the type where he's just a money bags manager at the minute he needs like, to go back to his route Gary Neville kept mentioning it, and it was a no- me and Andrew watching the game together, um and it was annoying you at points. Remember he kept mentioning about these fullbacks? He mm-hmm. spent all this money in fullbacks and this is who you turn up with. You've left one in the stands, you've left one on the bench, like Cancelo who's won Serie A and won the Nations League with Portugal, he was left on the bench. Burn Benjamin Mendy, his <coughs> World Cup winner with France, but he was also left in the bench. And
2: yeah, this I don't whole rate.
0: You don't read him, but it's still a fullback.
2: Oh I now, know and it. now the
0: talk is that they're gonna go and buy another two fullbacks to try and fix this thing he isn't like Pep is a genius and that bottom side rumble unbelievable but he's really playing to the ca- the typecast now where he is a money bags manager where he doesn't seem to be able to fix a problem now and he's going to rely on his money you know they weren't able to stop that a tr- a tr- attack and that crossover from Liverpool they were completely bamboozled for it and they didn't seem to have any answers Like Liverpool were ruthless to a point but they weren't ruthless enough Firmino should have scored twice I think he took good chances Sadio Mane had another good chance. Do you know what I mean? There was a couple of chances.
2: Liverpool in that
0: first half could have maybe opened Man City up. And Man City hit the post with
2: Mr. Worldwide Angelino. <laughs> do you think? He, do you think Guardiola was getting lazy?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I think he's playing kind of, <clears throat> like cat even mode. I think
2: Carragher said it. Like he he expected more from Pape. He expected him to come up with something a bit yes, more clever yeah. to deal with this. I know he said obviously you had a injury. He's one of your he's your best defender. Like and yes, it is a blow, but you know. You've players there, as you said, sitting on the bench in the stands, whatever, to fashion something better than what Man City did. It's so see,
0: I, I find that weird. Like from, when I saw the lineup, was like, I don't, I don't get this. Like, I was loving it. Oh, I was delighted. I was loving it, um, and it, when it worked out well for us, we played really well. But it, it I don't know what's going on. I, 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 I This think notion it of chasing, more
1: about Liverpool playing well, I think, that yeah. Man City not having their backs or. That's what was no no annoying the most. Yeah, it's just on Sunday. I think a wee bit more credit was due um, oh, I think yeah. Liverpool played well apart
2: from the first probably until they scored that goal yeah, yeah. after that they were you know, the they better, they team were better team deserved
0: a winner. Um. so Sterling and Gomez go into England Cam Sterling's there first Gomez arrives says hello to everyone goes to say hello to Sterling and for 10-15 seconds a tiny wee ride breaks out um, what he's make uh, that happens everywhere Like me and Andrew fall out about 10 times a day and we're best made I don't fight with Brenton my well, yeah. best mate because he's
1: massive <laughs>
0: Um what do you make of how Southgate handled it what do you make of how you handled
1: it Andrew of the situation I actually liked it because it shows that they both care you Darren know, they, and Gomez they, yeah they yeah. care about yeah. their team and how they're doing Yeah. and I'm sure they know each other they've come through these teams or whatever and there's maybe a, a rivalry there they probably mark each other in, in training for Liverpool I think they did there's always been that which I like to see um, I think Southgate dropping him in a bigger deal out of it than it could have been. I'd have just fired him in and started Gomez on the right, right back or something. So they both had to like play a bow to with each other. Yeah. I, I don't it. I don't think he should
0: have dropped Sterling, but I tell you what I think he did. and let you come in this as well, Britain. I think, I think he's putting a marker on Sterling because we've seen before. There's been little snippets coming out now where in the training they're, they were away playing in Montenegro or somewhere, and Sterling and Gomez had a, my daughter a wee bit. And a shoulder barge and then there's a wee bit afterwards and I think Sterling has shown in cases before where he sometimes thinks he's a wee bit bigger than he is like you know, that thing with Brendan Rodgers it's been thrown about this week where Rodgers he says steady yeah. and he obviously yeah. didn't get on very well Rogers, Rodgers because during that title running, or title chasing season, he came out in the middle of it and said how he was not he was thinking about leaving anyway and did an interview how he was thinking about joining Arsenal. That's all forgotten about when it's fired at Liverpool fans that we give him all this abuse. He
1: threatened to send him home. It was at that training camp. Yeah, they
0: were in America. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a little bit in Raheem Sterling. He's very confident and he's brilliant. He is world, world class. I have no doubt he'll go very close to winning Ballon d'Ors. <coughs> he's only 25, remember? But I think there's a wee bit in Sterling where he maybe thinks he's better than other people. You know, that kind of attitude. And I think the reason why Southgate's done this is Marcus Card. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I, I don't agree with it but I think what he's, that's why he Southgate's done that.
2: I, I think he... Sterling has been... Uh, his performances obviously lately have been world class as you say. And he's been so good obviously in like fight against racism and all and like the, the way he's come out and talked to media and on social media and, and, and stuff. Everything he said has, has been spot on to do with that. Mm-hmm. But... It doesn't give him a free pass to do all this other stuff. And you're probably right in that Southgate is raining him in a wee bit. I think saying, that's... Hang on a minute, thing. you know, we're, we're... Certainly in England, he, he's probably talking about we're a squad here. And, you know, just because Gomez might be younger than you and probably lower down the packing order, doesn't mean you can come in and sort of... Um, it, 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 we don't know what ha- You know what was said either. Like So it's hard to, for us to speculate on it, but... um like, Gomez would absolutely annihilate him if he tore into him like. That would be yeah, game right. over. But I can also say, what Andrew's saying in that, he, by dropping him, it made it a story. Ah, it made it another story, you know, big after thing. the row itself. Okay, yeah. So, I can, I can sort of see both sides of it. Um, but I mean, because they've got this thousandth game tonight, and, and if they win that, they qualify. That's probably it'll all. Who's it to play tonight? Uh. It's Montenegro. Yeah. It's Montenegro. Montenegro. They play Kosovo the
1: next
2: game. It's yeah,
1: play because Kosovo. That he He's playing, playing the crossing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um it wasn't it was it was funny when it came out, like like he hasn't he hasn't took this defeat at all well, man said he hasn't took it at all well. No. They've lost a the run of themselves completely, which is like it's funny because last week I talked about it in the podcast but Micah Richards who he just sounds so lovable and Five Live, like you just want him to be your mate. He said that he thinks remember last week Klopp talked about Pep for about a minute, he says I'm not I w I'm not am not going to mention tactical files. And he says, oh, that sounds like a Kevin Keegan moment. And then Pep had the almightyest of Kevin Keegan moments on Sunday when he didn't get that. And then Man City have just exploded into one themselves with all this nonsense. The uh, the complaint to the, P, uh, to the PFA or the Referee Association about Michael Oliver and the FA. And then all the, the think pieces coming out from Sterling's PR team were... Uh, he thinks that the reason why he boiled over was because of all the abuse he gets in Liverpool fans. And there was a, James Tucker did a really weird piece in the Telegraph where he sort of left it undertones as if it was racial abuse. Mm. It, it, now, there has been. that I'll never forget that image of that moron on Anfield in the big coat and the glasses and the hat who gave Sterling racial abuse the first time he came back. But that isn't the way it is in Anfield now, and it's not because of the colour of his skin. Well, there's no, been, there's no evidence
2: of it. You can't speculate that sort no, of thing. like It's it.
0: nonsense to do that. The reason why he gets so much abuse... When he comes back to Anfield because he used to play for us, but he left to go for more money, because he wanted more money. Yeah. Like he can it off that he wanted to go to all these trophies and win, and do, do all this and win all that, but that wasn't the case. Because you want to do that, you would have went to Chelsea then or Manchester United. At that point, Manchester United won maybe one league and they won an FA Cup or whatever, and he went off. It was for the money. That's why, and he wanted to leave when we were chasing Titan in two thousand fourteen, which didn't sit well with fans either. Do you know what I mean?
1: I don't think
0: you can begrudge him for leaving. I no, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't abuse him, but I'm saying that's why I think it comes out at Anfield, yeah. right? Because this the whole the PR stunt done by Sterling's team and by Man City this week is he's a victim of all this uh, against him and he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, Van Persie went back to Arsenal, tortured. Alexi Sanchez, uh, tortured. Tevez, tortured. A- every it happens player. like Luis Suarez, tor- you know, it happens every footballer. But it's all this, I just found the PR thing the whole way around it really weird. The boys had a row in training, all right? They had a ride in training, they've made up. Let's get on with it, like, and leave it this undertones, it is racial undertones of Liverpool fans and different things. It's just absolute varsity, like it's yeah. stupid. Um But before we move on to talk about winners and losers, we m- must talk about Chelsea Britain. Mm. Second joint second in the league with a flying Leicester. Yeah. Uh, happy enough?
2: Yeah, absolutely, delightedly. Um I wanna just finish in the top four this year and that would be I think top 4 is finished Sort of That would be an overachievement If you look at it At the start of the year After we beat 4-0 by United You're thinking Uh oh um, we, We've got this squad This young squad For a year Without saying any players um, And United aren't a great team And they're beating us 4-0 I think that
1: flattered Down that scoreline that Yeah all it did. I mean it did look. Like, were
2: good Yeah um, We were all over them But that was the problem Like We were all over them And we were still conceding goals Now yeah. We are still Conceding too many goals and how many goals at home? Rudiger
0: hasn't had a run yet.
2: Rudiger hasn't had a run. Kante's only back into the team. Um, it's been makeshift defence. Aspulakwada was come, uh, you know, had had come out there and Rhys James looked really solid when he came in. Um, but Chelsea got a clean sheet there at the weekend and they looked more solid. Um, I think this is the start of Aspulakwada probably being phased out. Well, Rhys James was absolutely outstanding against Will Zaha. Yeah, didn't have a kick Zaha no. really. um which is some achievement. Um because Zaha always plays well against us as well well he'll be it.
0: playing against James Milner in a week's time so that'll be some laugh
2: um, <laughs> but yeah so I can't I can't wait to see Chelsea against Man City because it's been a while since they've played you know one of the top tier teams and I want to see where they're at there and um, judge them from there because as you say like it's what is it something like seven or eight points to Sheffield United to Sheffield United and as good a start as they have had they will probably fade off and it doesn't look like Arsenal or United are coming anytime soon. Spurs in the bottom half of the table. Um, so yeah, it looks good at the moment. I think top four is done.
0: I don't think anyone will break in the top four from now. I honestly, do you think those those four teams of they're just stronger than the rest of I it mean, yeah. in the league? The, I think it's
2: done. Like there's no bad stories coming out of Chelsea at the moment. Like it is all good news. Like five players in that England squad. Um, the whole fines thing that came out about Lampard and and the fines list, like it's come out positively because he's, it it shows that he's you know putting in a regime, even though he's like younger, he's played for the club, he's mates with the players, all this here, but like he's still putting in. Um, he says it's about respect and not about, um, you know, demanding stuff from the players. Like so, it's all good. Um, one of our topics tonight we're looking at as well. Is winners,
0: losers, and shocks so far because we're third away through the Premier League. Um, Andrew, who at the minute would be your winners? Who like not of winning the league? I mean, like who's for the fir- for the first third? Who do you think's
1: done really well can really? I've loved watching Sheffield United. Yeah. I think they're remarkable. This guy is a Lundstrom, Sky sir? braces and all. I Think he was on, on Lund at silly things like Schalke and and yeah. you know and he's breaking in now. And, and, have <laughs> he, um, <clears throat> he was
0: on... He uh, was on... Five Live. Because apparently... If you're playing fancy football... He's meant to be an unbelievable signing. Yeah, he's as a defender. He's down as a defender. He's a top point. So, so his mates rang him... And I'm not going to do this scarce action. Like was his mates rang him... They're laughing their heads off at him. said, they stuck you down as a defender. He's like, what? And he says, yeah, they've stuck you down as a defender in fancy, And he's like, get on that, lad. And they it <laughs> because he knew he was going to be playing attacking. Um, and he's come right through the ranks. And he says to himself... He said himself in five Live, which is a really interesting comment. Um, the Premier League suits me more than the Championship did.
1: Yeah. Which, like... Why do you think that? More time in the ball?
0: Yeah, that's um, exactly what he said. I think I have a wee bit sorry. more time on the ball. And, and, and I think it was Mark Chapman was interviewing him. I was saying, well, there's obviously a bit of a, a, a step up. He says there is, but I have more time on the ball. And yeah, it is a bit faster, but it seems to be the whole hustle and bustle of it suits him better than what is absolute chaos in that Championship. We watched the Barnsley match two weeks ago in the Champions and I think it was two goals in the last minute or something. It was chaos but they've done really well Sheffield United. Yeah, it's it.
1: been excellent and I love the way they're, they're playing three at the back but they're the guys in the right and left are bombing up Absolutely. on their lap and putting these wonderful crosses into the box. I say this in our preview awesome. show. It is glorious for That's yeah, unbelievable. watch.
2: And when you're I think I've saw them maybe just once or twice live when they've been on and um, commentator mentions one the player I can't remember any of their names right John Egan yeah and like he's Big on the job. edge of the box swinging in across and that will th- that completely throws teams off yeah. like you don't know what to do when a you know 6 foot whatever centre half is on the edge of your box swinging in across. like who marks him where, where do you go the, and the wingers are overlapping it's chaos in a good way he starts as their central centre half Aye, and then he switches and goes. This is.
0: Uh, do you remember me t- saying this in our preview show to Johnny? I don't like, but I'm I sure said this to Johnny about because I was reading about Sheffield United because I didn't pay it too much attention to the championship. Yeah. Actually, Andrew watches the championship religiously; he loves it. I didn't pay too much attention to it, so I didn't know what was going on. I read the previews about them and the build up, and they're playing three at the back. It's so like, oh, cool. And then you read into it more. The three centre halves are also three of their most attacking players. I'm like, hang on, <laughs> what is this craziness? And it is the truth. They bombed forward like they were. It's we were lucky to beat them. Is it
1: O'Connell? Is it, it's yeah, it's James O'Connell. He's weapon yeah. poison. I. I How's he? He's, he's <laughs> the centre half, and he's weapon poison. <laughs> how?
0: Might as well Klopp gets his hand in these three, and then the two fullbacks. Split me. Been nuts. Well, they, they've been really, really good. Yeah, really, um,
1: Lundstrom. Uh, he, he started at Sheffield United actually. No, sorry, he started at Everton. He went yep. to Doncaster, Yeovil, Leighton Orient, Blackpool, Scumthorpe, Oxford, and now score scoring goals the Premier League. And doing really well. Yeah. And
0: winning fancy points for everyone. Class. Uh, there's a boy playing for Sheffield United, though, before we move on, Andrew, that you'll probably wish to be playing on Saturday night. Norwood. Oliver Norwood?
1: Yeah. yeah. That
0: was a, that's, a so, that's a sore yeah. spot. Yeah, it it's a sore
1: spot. I think he's so much fans. more to yeah. give. Um, but I can understand. He's... Uh, He's twenty eight. I think he had so much more to give us but he's been brilliant. He prevent. wants to concentrate on club football, so yeah. he's been really, really
2: good as well. Has, yeah. he, re- has he sort of retired from international football? Or? He
1: has. Um you see the last couple of games that we had, um Michael O'Neill was saying that he was, he had withdrawn for personal reasons, but I don't know, probably just looking to stay fit. Um, but he's a lovely lovely footballer I don't
0: think he's ever had a full run in the Premier League I think Norwood went through a phase where he kept getting teams promoted and then they would sell him Norwich um, was he playing for Norwich for a while he was at, I think he, he was at Fulham definitely um, um, and a couple of other ones maybe and then they sold him he never got that run he's ready that he, yeah, that he deserved and, he deserved, and deserved the Premier League so he's probably yeah. thinking I'm going to yeah. put all this in so I don't know if the doors be fully closed now for him, I, ho- I I wouldn't I would hope not
1: he won't want to play under another manager, I wouldn't think. It's a uh, him and O'Neill had a good bond. Uh. <clears throat> I can't see him coming back unfortunately.
0: Uh Brenton Who's been your winner?
2: Um You can say your own team, like if you want. Well I think that they probably have been one of the winners. Yeah. Um but the way it's sitting now, like I would I would say Liverpool. Like. I, w- I fully expected Man City to be where Liverpool alright now, like, at the start of the season. Um just think they've they've kicked on massively um, from the Champions League well, and it's really galvanised them and they, they actually look unbeatable now.
0: Well, you just give Andrea a, cornea, a hard cardiac arrest, probably.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know how, like, <laughs> if Pat can go in and throw the head up there and, and just have no answers, basically, I don't know how anyone else in the Premier League is, is going to come up with something that's going to beat Liverpool. It
0: reminds me of Conte's Chelsea team. Yeah. when they get in that run you're just like how do you stop these like,
2: yeah and they went on a run of like what was it 16 unbeaten games or yeah like, but it's...
0: you just couldn't like everyone was coming up against them and like what, yeah. what is going on you know, here we we away. were like 1-0 up for ages against us and was it Willian scored an unbelievable goal and a real unreal chip or was David Luiz scored a free kick as one of those games Ah, uh, Willian scored at goal. he didn't mean it like... yeah and we were like how does hmm. this happen and the contest team just didn't seem to know how to get beat then they won that league um, I think my, my winner is actually going to be a player. I think Tyrone Mings has been brilliant. For, I know Aston Villa are, are languishing down towards the bottom, which is sort of expected. They're 17th. I would expect them to finish a little bit higher. But in some of the games, like against us, against Liverpool, yeah, he was it. absolutely superb. Yeah. And I think, like I said this before we came on earth, if, if someone in the top six were to buy him in the summer after he has his full seed in Aston Villa, like you, wouldn't, you wouldn't throw your,
2: eye, your eyes at it. No. You wouldn't be surprised. You'd be like, oh, "That's a decent signing." There was a game he made an unbelievable clearance off the line. Do you remember that? It was like nothing I've ever seen before.
0: Ah, uh, who was that again? Somebody was maybe against Chelsea. I don't know,
2: but he somebody tipped the keeper and he ran back and like somersaulted. Yeah. No, I didn't somersault. He jumped up in the air and complete and towed the ball over the bar and, and I don't know how he made that movement for such a big guy, um. But he seems to be full-blooded, but also. A really considered footballer as mm-hmm. well for centre half, mm-hmm. which is what, as you say, like all the big six, that's what I think that day, was against Tottenham. Yes, Tottenham, maybe, wasn't it? Yeah, first game of the season. Um, yeah, he looks, he looks a quality player. And actually, Man City could be one too who would go in for him.
0: Uh, our esteemed colleague, Johnny Douglas, him at next year at Arsenal, I think would be.
1: He looks like an Arsenal player. Yeah. They get that young not lad, you, Salabria. Johnny looks like... um uh, mind.
0: Um, They get him and Salabria that, that they're getting from Sinetian. They'll have some size of units at the back. Because mm. he's massive. Who have been your losers saying good evening, Mr Emery? He's, uh,
2: mine. he's y- mine. Yeah, North London, in general. <laughs> you enjoyed saying that. It's um, <laughs> just, like, I mean, it's, it's not... It's not false in any way that, like obviously, Arsenal, um, are not where they want to be sitting. But they're not as bad as Spurs. I mean, Spurs had a, a even though Arsenal finished above them last year. Like Spurs had a better season, as far as I'm concerned, than Arsenal. And they've just t- took the absolute head like, um and I said Ke- when we were talking about this offer, I said Keane as a loser, not, not so much his individual performances, but. If I'm him now, I'm thinking, should I? Should was, was that summer maybe the one for me to sort of head off? Um, because if, if Spurs continue their form and um don't finish in the top six, like are people still looking at him as uh, I'll have him now? I don't know. Like,
1: um,
2: I, I mean, I actually saw this on Twitter today somebody saying Hurricane would definitely um play front of Firmino at Liverpool. It was Danny Murphy, I but he want him. talks. I would prefer Firmino.
0: Danny Murphy talks nonsense. Hey, well. Absolute. See that type of comment is um, he's looking at it because Kane does score more goals, hundred percent. He does. He's, he's a more uh, goal scorer, but um, Firmino makes Liverpool tick.
2: <clears throat> yeah, Kane's a, a traditional number nine, like. Yeah,
0: like Firmino in the first half on Sunday was down beside Trent Alexander Arnold receiving the pass giving Alexander Arnold an option the ball came back to Arnold he was able to fire it up to Mo Salome on the attack Harry Kane doesn't do that yeah
1: Kane leads the line yeah
0: Yeah. so they're different players you know they're completely different players altogether. like that's just Danny Murphy trying to sound relevant when he's actually come across as a bit of a moron unfortunately for him
2: and Kane like I mean I think he like he's unbelievable I really rate him but he needs to have really specific players beside him in order for him to do what he does best like if you take Son out like I think Kane goes down like 10-15% yeah you're right um, I
0: could see him at Man City next year hmm.
2: if Aguero was to be finished he'll cost
1: a lot of money aye well, only I the think day. he, he signed him. a contract didn't he last, last year uh, he as
0: well. I know he won't be signing a contract Danny Rose you see that no he said yesterday he was doing a new BBC and he said um, regardless he put it on his Instagram or his be regardless of what anyone says I am not leaving Tottenham uh, in the duration of my contract. I am staying here till the end of my contract. I think he wanted to leave and Tottenham wouldn't let him and he wanted more money and they wouldn't give it to him so he's just going to run his contract down and go for free. Which is at uh, the end. and And maybe the end of this season or the end of the next season. But still that's a good free signing for anyone. Yeah I think.
1: But
0: it doesn't seem nothing It. Tottenham, I put them in as the losers, obviously with their league position, but there does seem to be something seriously wrong at Tottenham at the minute. And Arsenal. Yeah, the two, them two together have less points in Liverpool than Liverpool doing the league this year. Really. Yeah, that's that's mad. That is crazy. Actually, did not. Um what about your surprise packages then? Mine is Tammy Abraham. Mm. Where did that come from? No, no disrespect to him. He was with Swansea. And he looked like he was never going to score. Right? And he went to Aston Villa and did very well last year for Aston Villa. I know Villa fans were sore when he left. Not yeah. nasty towards him, but they, were like, we, they wanted to keep him. But when it looked like he was going to be leading Chelsea's line, like you said it yourself, and they were beat 4 0, and then he missed that penalty against us yeah. in the Super Cup, you're thinking, oh, it's going to be a long, hard season for him. He just starts scoring goals for fun. Yeah. He's, he was the top English goal scorer in the Premier League for a while. He was top goal for a while in the Premier League. He was top English one for a
1: while. I think he's been the, the surprise package of the Premier League so far. I think you need to give credit to the service he's getting too, like the guys playing behind him. Yeah. amount Mount another surprise package, um, putting the ball in his head, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't th- don't think he scores those goals
2: without the guys behind him.
0: Who's your surprise package has been?
2: Um, obviously already been mentioned, but Sheffield United, obviously. Um, I mean, I would have thought as nice a football as they play. You would have thought they would concede more goals. Yes, than they do. They have the second best defensive record in Premier League. Which how how <laughs> are you doing that,
0: right? Let's let's think about this logically. How are you doing that when you
2: three center halves are playing wings? Organization, like when they go, somebody knows to drop in somewhere else. They're playing two goalkeepers. In nobody's relationship. <laughs> and it's just drilled into them. Like you look at, at Wyler and you think you would like you work hard on him. Do you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't let you drop off you know one two percent at all um. and they've just it's probably just drilled into them you know just continuation of movement in training every day and when somebody moves somebody else knows where to go and they're just really well organized For of them. Like they're putting obviously they're putting in in the work like on the training ground because if they
0: finish fifth that would be ridiculous
2: yeah and um, so far, why not? Like, there's no yeah, evidence. I don't see why they can't. This, I mean, the only thing would maybe be burnout, like, and they're and they're starting eleven. If they have to play starting eleven the whole time, or somebody gets injured, or or whatever, do they have the same quality with you know the same fitness levels and organization coming back into that team? Probably not. Um. But if they if they keep, keep fit and get sort of the rubber the green then. Don't know why not, like. Ridiculous. What were you, Andrew? Um <clears throat> Leicester. Yeah. Uh yeah. At that goal at
1: 40 scored the other night. Had a hard on like, <laughs> like that that was so well worked. <laughs> the quick passing. Uh I you love had your had, I've, elements. I've, I've always had a soft spot for Leicester, I have a family from Leicester. And, you know, I went to the Walker Stadium the day it opened and I remember Filbert Street and yeah. um just I remember going to watch them play in Notts County when they were like League 1 or something like Ridiculous. when they were pissed and seeing them now it's just oh, they're class I, I love Leicester Taylor be on your Christmas list yeah I'd take him I'm kind of angry that we didn't just <coughs> why, how can they not see that he's like that like I would take him above Henderson every single day I think week.
0: Liverpool didn't sign him or someone like him because they're waiting on Naby Kite to be
1: what a, to pull the finger out. yeah um, but yeah, at Leicester, that boy Siyunku, Sionk, oh, yeah. that oh, centre yeah. half, he's Brilliant.
0: like. I don't think he'll be there next year, like.
1: Oh, he's a beast. Um, Netflix and Chillwell, uh, is absolutely <laughs> class. Um, <laughs> he won't be there either. Boy, Perr, they boy per are the. I back? love the right back. I love the right back Pur. He follows his pass and overlaps underlaps. Scored right? a great
2: goal this season. Anyway, he just kept running. Yeah. 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 Um. What do you guys think of Brandon Rogers? Just.
1: I think he's a hero. Yeah. I really like him. I think. I loved him at Liverpool. The only criticism I had was something really not football really. He just talked too much. I think he, I think he's he's this ego. Mm-hmm. I think he's an ego that needs fed. And uh, that's the only thing I didn't like about him. Um but I loved his football, um attacking football. So many goals did we score that season? It was over hundred.
0: I think it was three thousand and four or something. Uh,
1: something like that. Um no I really like him, Conceded I love seeing
0: love seeing people from here doing well, no. so um and not as I'm not his biggest fan like um, I just couldn't I couldn't I warmed to the team but I couldn't really warm to him because of his ego. I just felt it, it took over a wee bit, um, but, and then the whole Gerard thing annoyed me. He should should just let Gerard retire. it might, have been, it might come out later on. It wasn't his decision. See that but, game
1: against Chelsea, and we used one two 0 If it wasn't for his ego, we could have won that league. Because he went out that game to to win, all he needed was a draw, yeah. and he went out to win. Cause I think he needed to feed his eagle. It was mm-hmm. against Mourinho, his old yeah. mentor, and
2: and Liverpool were a better side, so he, yeah. he probably thought I can go out and win here, yeah, and I can but, beat Mourinho. But really. He
1: didn't need to. He needed to needed to keep his head. Yeah. Um,
2: and Mourinho probably knew he would do that. Yeah. You know, so he set the team up the way exactly. he did.
0: Yeah, um, but I he is, there's no doubt, and he's an unbelievable coach. Yeah, like the way seeing. his team was playing like is if Liverpool weren't doing what they were doing were so far in front of Everyone was saying this Leicester team are the best team in the league mm-hmm. they are absolutely like that goal you were talking about Andrew was just it was a yeah, pa pa pa, pa. pa, 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 pa unbelievable like I've watched it about I don't know how many times and they sort of scare me a wee bit lesser that they've no European football to worry about yeah. so they won't get as many injuries or play as many games we're playing as Andrew said every half an hour in December mm-hmm. uh, around the clock 24 hours it's going to be mental so, you do wonder if a couple of defeats or draws or go to Liverpool's way at least could claw back into it. But um, he's flying. I would still say, though, that if the likes of Arsenal, maybe not Manchester United because he managed us, but someone came along for him, he'd jump ship and go. Yeah, Yeah. Because of, it, because of his ego, yeah. Um, But he's doing very well and that last team is brilliant and you could pick any one of them into anyone else's team in the Premier League or squad, certainly, because... Like, even Vardy, like at his age, has found his form again, which is yeah. worrying. Well, that's what we're going to, to move on to the now. On the side. We're going to move on to now. Northern Ireland. Now, this is this this was heartbreaking for you, Andrew, because I know you love it, the bits and you love him the bits, but your thoughts on Mike O'Neill as Northern Ireland manager? If you'd walk in here now what would you say to
1: him? I wouldn't say anything I'd just get up and kiss him the forehead <laughs> and tell him that everything's going to be alright I'm not angry at him <laughs> I'm not disappointed and I would just thank him for everything that he's done Cause Yeah because you got to go to France like... he's he literally he has literally given me some of the best times of my life Yeah and
0: That hungry game will you ever get over it? Or was it the grace one?
1: The grace one The grace one sorry one we, uh, with The hungry ones before it was really one each um, and then that Greece game was 3-0 I think it was qualified. 3-0 well qualified I remember crying my eyes out at the end I saw that game too um yeah but he's a he's a brilliant I ain't <laughs> 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 uh, he's a, he's just so unassuming you know he's so humble and um, he's just one of us really um, do you think Stoke was a right move for him or yeah I do I think Slope or Slope Stoke are a bit of a sleeping giant at the minute <clears throat> they've got all the resources um, they've got good players like I've seen on that mm. on Soccer Saturday they've like Lucas they've Joe Allen they, they, they've, good, they've, they've good players there and if he's doing what he's done for Northern Ireland with no offence mediocrity like a lot of it a lot of the players are playing League 1 Scottish. League 2 Scottish you know if he's able to do it with them he's going to be able to do really do well with them. this team like he is he's a good coach look at what he's done already Like, didn't he win his first game yeah he won 4-2 um, so no I love the man and I don't begrudge him at all no, for leaving I think it was, it was a long time coming like he could have <laughs> he could have went um, but two years ago
0: Norwich and West Brom both showed keen interest in him at times actually. yeah so I think well, I think. and those two clubs are in a better position than Stoke are you know at the moment Yeah. I think swayed Sweden might have been Stoke's facilities
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't think people realise how much of a world class facility Stoke have now yeah uh, and the infrastructure is going to be around that club and they're going to back him pardon me to the hilt so I think he'd know. there's a no-brainer. I know Stoker lying in the championship. I know it's precarious and it's the bottom three or whatever. But he'd get them out of that. Yeah, he will. He'll not get them promoted this year. he'll get them out steady because that's what he does. He steady things and then he kicks on from there, and um, I think it, for Northern Irish football as well, it's not. It can only be a good thing. Yeah. If he was to get in the Premier League, and bring people through Northern Irish players and look for Northern Irish players and look after them, it'll only improve football for the Northern Ireland National team. Mm-hmm. How do you think Saturday'll go? are you going uh, to celebrate it first of all next course
1: I'll celebrate just by looking at him just yeah. to get a glimpse of his wee bum <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, genie's big arse um, genie's big soda hole. Um no I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing players like that the pie and you know it's always great going to Windsor Park and seeing the the lift the and the young yeah seeing the bigger players obviously I love going and seeing the Northern Irish players too but Steve Davis yeah Steve Davis he's still one of my favourite players he's an absolute hero um, you can put him in any team. Andrew says this to world. me by the way everyone
0: Andrew says it to me every Northern Ireland game we attend you can put him in a,
1: he's better than Henderson you
0: put him in any, any Liverpool team ever and every time you <laughs> go down still take Davis above
1: Henderson right, that's the last time you're on this <laughs> honestly,
0: <laughs> bro, honestly Brent how do you think the weekend will go for Northern Ireland and the Republic The Republic probably have a massive
2: game against Denmark Monday isn't it yeah Monday now um, can't see them winning that um, I think you never, like you just never know with Windsor Park, but <laughs> Holland are quite good. They're quite good. Like just when you listed the players there that you're gonna see, um, the the big players like, and they've been getting better and be- Holland as an international team has just been getting better and better. Yeah. Um, it's probably the worst time in maybe the last ten years to play them.
1: Um say <laughs> yeah. even that last game that we played them. You know we went one 0 up. Yeah. Like they were still so much better than us. Um, but I can see it in my head already. I know you know you know what they're going to bring. They're going to be pop 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 pop. They're going to be like Leicester pop pop pop, and it's going to be like that. And Northern Ireland's just going to have to keep their shape. keep trying to get set pieces.
0: Could it be though? The because it could be Maguire's last game that yeah, there is an extra percentage added into
1: it That's what I've got in the back of my head that maybe this could be his, his send off the final. Hurrah. that would be ridiculous if we were to beat Holland yeah. I'd, almost, I'd, more, I'd nearly chin Holland as well yeah I'd lose my shit did Holland need to win this game? yeah Well, yeah, we're at yeah, we're yeah, 12 yeah. points there in 15 the, 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 yeah they need to uh, otherwise yeah, they, they could to. end up slipping into the yeah but well, we also need to go and get a uh, result in, in Frankfurt whatever <laughs> it is uh, so good luck you're not going to that one are you? <laughs> no I'm not I would love to. But no. Is a certain brother of yours going that's also
0: been on the sports battle? Um Patrick. I don't know if he is. He's usually away every other week. He's probably on a stag. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know stag. Um, stag boy. Right, Andrew, a couple of weeks ago you love football. Right. So yes, we yeah. obviously on the sports battle, me and Johnny and Jake has been on and, and Bretton, we love football, but you love football. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's your sport. Mm-hmm. And you've been to all games all over the world, you've all known there and everywhere and you've been on games in South America. And all over the place, right? And you were at Hearts and a couple of weeks back. Yes. And you absolutely came on buzzing.
1: I did, I think. Um, I've got a few favourite teams of soft spots of Liverpool, obviously, Northern Ireland. Uh-huh. We won for Leicester. Portadown. Portadown. Newfound love for the <laughs> wee They were class. <laughs> I, I love football stadiums. Um, and it was such a great stadium. You, you were on top of the pitch. Um, is it tight? It, it was tight It was really tight <clears throat> It didn't have corners So I mean, the, the stands didn't go th- The whole way around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can like See the old houses And stuff in the background um, The pitch was Immaculate um, And the wee jam balls Like <laughs> They played so well uh, They went 1-0 up um, I can't remember the guys Uchi Really Hang on I'll get him for you now lads um, Uchi... Machino Is the second name I'm not pronouncing <laughs> Machino, it to... Machino's the Japanese guy He was playing in the hole and um, he was like Samir Nazari, he's got the head, bleached blonde, wearing yellow boots, just skinning everyone. He scored like a wee dink, a wee chip. Uh, and then the Hearts fans were just giving death to the Rangers <laughs> fans. Um, <clears throat> the Rangers fans, before them, they sang the whole match, they were, they were really good. Um, but the Hearts fans, oh my god, they gave them so much shit. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, but Rangers then got back into it. They scored, Morelos scored. Um, Man on fire. Yes. El Buffalo? But, yeah, were, yeah <laughs> lovely stadium, and I'd definitely go back. I really like the feel of it. Is that them. your first
0: time in a Scottish league game? Yes,
1: it was, and I'd, I'd go a- back. Are they as mad as everyone as, yeah. as everyone thinks yeah, they are? They were completely boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Oh, just giving each other the fingers, just for no reason. They were like, pointing at them, like pointing at, them, you, at you. You! <laughs> you! You! You said! So you, you loved it bit then bit and you long, go back? Absolutely loved it. Tank Castle, it was a lovely lovely stadium.
0: Um and you were
1: in last year you were in a Eastern European game. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Sparta Prague. They were playing who were they playing, I oh, don't know. Can't I can't actually remember. But there was it was, yes, it was metal. Yeah that was on a Stag do, so it was mental already, but I <clears throat> went to Sparta Prague game. Um yeah, I've go back there too. <laughs> They're your other team now, as well. No, I didn't no I didn't get that same f- feeling that instant love that I have for hearts
0: what well, is it for you that you, you when you go on holidays you look for a football stadium
1: yeah I think it gives you a purpose you know like you, like. I love going away with my brothers and my friends you know and we we'll have a drink or whatever but if you didn't have a football match included it just wouldn't be the same you wouldn't have that something to look forward to that, yeah. uh, oh, the that pinnacle mm-hmm. that, the football match is the pinnacle of it the pint before you know, going up and going up into the stands, seeing the green grass you've never actually seen before the stadium, new people. Um, I think that's I love it. Um, When we were in Budapest together,
0: we tried to go and find Fern Cavros stadium, but we couldn't get to it. But that, that was that annoyed me because I want to go back now, I want to go to Fern Cavros because it looks unreal and see again. We were looking to go to a game, yeah. but because of like, it, whatever it we was, was were going. Break. it was an international drink, it They were break, away. Okay. yeah Hungary are playing Croatia yeah, oh yeah Um. so I'd love to do that but Tank Castle sounds interesting like it does we'll talk about we'll get you on next week you can tell us about your South American travels because I know that was mental as well Like and yes. it's one I want to do
1: River, River Plate versus uh, Veles Sarsfield, <laughs> and uh, do you remember D'Alessandro D'Alessandro played for Portsmouth the wee small guy yeah. he he played and he was shit hot. Oh <laughs> my God. he was For Villa Sarsfield? No, he was playing for River. River? Bridge. And the guy that plays for Zenit now, his name's Dr- He's a striker, plays for Zenit now. He was quality. He scored twice. Um, that was a really... They're, they're mad. No. They are mad. Oh, i was
2: seeing the videos there.
0: <clears throat> um, yeah, so you're hoping for a win for Northern Ireland. Brenton, we talked as well. Northern Ireland play. They're playing Saturday night and then they're playing Tuesday. Yeah they probably play the night in a friendly against New Zealand, and then they play Denmark on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Do we give them a chance? That's <sighs> no, the longest I've ever seen in my life.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, you would like to think so, but probably not. Um, especially because the the top the the top of that group is tight as well as well as the Northern Ireland group, so. If these other teams didn't need to win, you would think maybe they could scrape something, but um, you know, when there's qualification in the other team's head as well, I think it's gonna be you know, a, come and do a professional job and, you know, get out of there with a with a one two 0 that these teams, you know, have the quality when they can step it up. They right. probably running to need Switzerland to get beat tomorrow night by Georgia. Yeah, Switzerland have two easy, well, relatively easy games in terms Georgia, of. Georgia and
0: Gibraltar.
1: Yeah. Who's <laughs> second in their group
0: then? Denmark. Denmark probably they probably want the top, but
2: it's. They've only one the game to play. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. And it's level. They're level with Denmark. And they're a point ahead of Switzerland. And Switzerland right. have two games and a game in
1: hand. And Denmark play Republic. Yeah. Right. He's all he's the M1 yeah, After that last yeah. time like, like those players Shouldn't need any extra Motivation to go out And slap those boys Like Yeah but
2: That's the only Like I, I, When we're saying about Denmark play to tomorrow night Aye Oh yeah. god Flip me <laughs> Come on <laughs> It's just but, the, but Republic are top of that group Because they've already Had those games you know what I mean Like yeah, yeah, This yeah. is just The way it's worked <clears> out Is They needed to Like they needed to Beat Georgia Mm-hmm. and they drew 0-0 mm-hmm. so it's their own fault do you know what I mean um, and it's always the same with the Republic but um, yeah as you say like Michael O'Neill's last game might be the the factor to you know do something for Northern Ireland and, and that being, getting beat 5-1 by Denmark the last time will, will maybe be the factor Could for be the Republic like, McCarthy's last game as well because Stephen Kenny's due to come in after this
0: European European qualifiers for Mick there's, that, there's not the same love there though obviously not that the no. fans will have the probably fans have with Mick but
2: no it's probably about half
0: on I I, 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 say. I would give I would give Northern Ireland just as much chance even though they have two ridiculous games as the Republic of Ireland do because of the way the Republic of Ireland play and the way they are mm. they're very hard to watch yeah. They're very hard to watch. Like I can I can't
1: watch them. I cannot watch them. They've, they've got such a pool of talent. They <sighs> they, re, they really do. Like if you look at that their squad and the Northern Ireland squad, like on paper, Mhm. Republic's a lot better. You know, they you should be better. I've got your Madman from Sheffield
0: United run <laughs> <long> down the
1: wingness <laughs> was supposed to do centre half crossing the balls
2: and Enda Stevens as well. Yeah. yeah, but the but the Republic of Ireland style is not Sheffield United style. It's death football. Yeah. But
1: Northern Ireland's was death football, you know, I think, I think the fans need to get on the side of a manager. Like look at look at the stadium that they have and uh, yeah, I know yeah. that they, they have they have everything going for them, but they just need to get behind their, their coach. The
0: one player who I would be really interested in watching Jack Burton. Uh he plays for Shamrock Rovers, and he won uh, League of Ireland Player of the Year.
1: Yeah. Did you see the goal he scored? Yeah. That was left foot. That was yeah. bad foot. I think. Yeah. He smashed it in the top corner. He yeah. looks like a player.
0: He's on Hull's radar. Mm. I came home from Kilmarnock and um, things were working out for him. He was at Old, he was at Man City. He went to Vitesse Arnhem. He went, I think it was Vitesse Arnhem or Willem too, maybe. And then he ended up at Oldham. Didn't go well at Oldham because of money problems with Oldham, not himself. Went to Kilmarnock. Just didn't go work out for him. Came home, played for Shamrock Rovers. Has been unbelievable in the League of Ireland with Shamrock Rovers, and he starts tonight for Republic of Ireland. And now he's on the the the, the, the lookout for Hull and stuff for looking at him, and they're probably need someone like this. You know, Michael O'Neill. Uh, is was the face of Northern Ireland football, and everyone just bought into him and adored him. No matter what players doing, like Kyle Lafferty had his goals going on, still didn't match Meg O'Neill. Jack Burns now the like sort of the new face coming through Republic of Ireland because there's no one following him look at it. Like it looks like on the outside anyway, looking at it because we don't see as much because we're up here. You know you don't follow his me the media as much down there, but it, because he's been pushed forward, so I'd love to see him do really well. It'd be interesting if he does well tonight against New Zealand. Whether he starts against Denmark. Mm. It'd be unreal for that league as well. Yeah, I'd
2: give Do it you know, a, a bit of a push as well. Like if
0: Shane Larry comes on. Oh. Uh, yeah, and scores, much. he won't, but if he came on and scores, the Irish League would be in such a good, like, feel good factor anyway. He, I even know the it,
1: fact that he's he's come on now, he's got a cap. That's <laughs> such a feel good factor, like yeah. he's even he or something. From Lurga, yeah, thank from you know. like sure only up the
0: road and he's We watched him play against Spain under twenty ones. Yes. That's and right. See, that's Park.
1: the same game uh, Danny Ceballos was playing. Yeah. yeah. And your guy. Wow, Adama Traore. Adama Traore. Beast. Mayor Borgia Meyersal Meyer or whatever you call him Yeah, fresh yeah, for for um, Madrid. Yeah. Right. Nuts. Yeah, sure. I'm under the lights. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone getting uh,
0: torn Achilles because the pitch is like a bog. And eating
1: curry
0: chips. And eating curry chips. Um, Andrew, thanks for coming on for your first. You're right, job, enjoy that. You've you've been at me for a while now to get you on, cause he thought I didn't love him and wouldn't let him <laughs> no, on. But I, I thought I just... he
1: was afraid to let me on, cause no, you I, behaved. I know, I know that Johnny can be very cynical. I really held myself
2: back there, like. Um, what, was it? It, like yeah. what was it? We'll like a Big
0: Pat Renshaw said, "Um, Brenton and Fido. That's me with one of my other nicknames they bring the professionalism and the other two will be chaos or something as he said the other two. so yes yeah, so when Johnny's back next week uh, that's probably when it'll be our last show and we'll all be arrested <laughs> and arrested we'll need time. to get a solicitor involved <laughs> if Johnny is back next week nobody knows where he is um, but Brent, thanks for coming on no problem Andrew thanks for making your debut
2: thank
0: you uh, folks we'll see you again next week Brent. tell everyone
2: where to get the podcast patreon.com forward slash sports babble and then at the sports Bubble on all social media
0: Make sure you check us out. Give us a like. And if you thought anything, um, didn't agree with anything tonight or agreed with anything tonight, let us know on our Twitter page
1: and our Facebook page at the TheSportsBotter.
0: See you again next week. Good luck.